You're listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello, it's Lucia, and welcome to The Art of Love. I'm your host and a dating expert, and I'm here every week to help you with your uh, dating and relationship issues, and I answer your emails, take your phone calls, speak to other experts, talk about celebrities in the news, if they've been bad, if they've been good with their dating, of course, I don't care about the other stuff, and I speak to wonderful authors like the one I have today. And I love her book. It is called You Lost Him at Hello, A Saleswoman's Secrets to Closing the Deal with Any Guy You Want. As soon as I saw this book, I'm like, all right, I need to read that book, and I need to have her on my show. So let me bring her on, and we can get this party started. Jessica. Oh, Sam. I don't take her off hold. <laughs> I haven't been taught how to take people off hold. Okay, hello? Jessica? Yes. Okay, or should I call you Jess? Yeah, Jess is Okay, great. sorry, sorry. All right. That's okay. We are on the air, and I have to tell you, of course, first of all, as I said in the email, I love your book. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, I appreciate that. I, you know, I, I met you at the Book Expo, and um, when I saw that big poster of you, and I saw the title, You Lost Him at Hello, I'm like, all right, I need to read that book. <laughs> <laughs> so I quickly came over. I'm, hope, I'm hoping everybody feels that way. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, because I, I know a good thing when I see one, okay? And uh, you, of course, being a saleswoman, you knew how to make the right title in order to have people want that product right away. Oh, Lucia, you, you hit the nail on the head, and I can't tell you how hard it was to come up with the right title. It took me probably two years. The what? book was written and done, <laughs> and I still didn't have a title. What other titles did you have? Um, well, the, fir- the original title was It's Not Him, It's You, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't really ha- say anything about being sales. And then my, uh, so my editor changed it to Closing the Deal, which I thought was boring, mm, yeah. and I didn't think women would like yeah. that. So, um, I mean, after many, many hours of brainstorming with my friends, and um, I even bought a book on how to title things. Wow. Uh, I finally uh, came up with a title. It just it came to me on a, a train back from New York, actually. I was just thinking of all my favorite movie lines, and the Jerry Maguire, you know, he ha- you had me at hello, popped into my head, and, and yeah. then I just thought, that's it. You know, because the salespeople, you lose, you, lo- you win and you lose deals. And in relationships, the same way with dating, you win some, you lose some. So it was just so appropriate that uh, it just fits so perfectly. Yeah, I know. And, you know, I read the book cover to cover. I'm not kidding. I read every single word. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I was sad when it was over. I'm like, darn, it's over. And, you know, the part that really got to me was, I believe, in the intro when you said, well, after I started applying these sales techniques, I never again uh, 
got stood up, uh, dumped, cheated on, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. It's hard to believe, but, I mean, it's it's honestly true. I mean, relationships don't work out sometimes when you get to know someone after you've been dating for a while uh, because you're different people or you have different priorities, but... Yeah. I've, as far as dating is concerned, mm-hmm. I've never been stood up, cheated on, left in limbo. You know, I've never had the, the problem of sitting and waiting by the phone or trying to analyze a text message. I mean, all that has just been alleviated by using the strategy. Yeah, and you know, I have to tell you, and I honestly mean this, I, I you know, I've read a, a lot of relationship books, probably most of the ones out there. I mean, you can name a book and I've probably read it. And honestly, I believe this is in the top three. Oh, God, thanks. And, and, you know, the reason I say that is because, you know, the information in there, it's not necessarily anything that I didn't know, because, of course, it's my job to know everything about dating and relationships. So I knew everything. But the way that you explained it, it finally made sense. Uh, well, that's, that is the, uh, the key, um, actually, because uh, people kept telling me, you're never going to publish a book, Jess. There are a hundred dating books on the shelf right now, mm-hmm. and there's a hundred more online, and what makes yours different? You, there's nothing left to say. And I, and I would tell people, no, you're right, there's not, but there is a different way to say it. There's another way to say it, that, and, and that's what I was hoping to um, get across, was this might not be new information, right. but sometimes you need to hear it a certain way for it to click. So I'm, I'm really happy to hear you say that. And, and coming from you, uh, that means a lot. <laughs> well, well, thank you, because you know now I'm looking at it differently, because you think about sales techniques, because not everyone is in sales. I've never been in sales. Um, but we've all heard the terms of um, you know buying signals and closing the deal, et cetera, et cetera. So we know a little bit about sales, and we know that if someone is a good salesperson, they can sell their product. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, in the example you gave, you know, when you first meet someone, you can't say, well, where's this going? You know, I need to know where this is going, because that's the equivalent of saying to uh, someone that you're trying to sell your product to, well, are you going to buy this product or not? I need to know right away. Yeah, exactly. And and it's funny, because that's that's the part that has resonated a lot with um, some of my friends that have read the book, too, because they're they're a lot of women have this problem where the minute they start dating someone, I mean, they could go out with them once and they're already, you know, questioning, where is this going? How do I find out where this is going? And I'm like, you've only spent three hours with them. Do you really need to know right now? And the answer is always, yes. Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. Or but you can't do it. No, or, yeah. or guys tell me that they've been out with someone and the first date they're talking marriage. Yes, yes. It's, it's, I can't um, believe it. It's cutting to the, you know, like you said, it's cutting to the close. Yeah, I, I would never walk into a business and say, you know, I know I just met you, Mr. Customer, but before I go through my spiel and we build a good relationship and you find out all about my product, I want to know, will you buy it? Well, how is he supposed to know? He, he, you know right. he couldn't answer that question, and a man can't answer that on a first date. Right, and I also agree with you about, you know, the emotion versus logic. Uh, but, yes. and, and you have to have the strategy beforehand because otherwise when you get caught up in that emotions and all those um, chemicals are flowing through your body, you don't want to do what's logical. You just want to do what you feel like doing. I know. And it's and we're just such emotional creatures as women. Uh, and it's I know it's hard and it takes discipline. Yeah. Uh, and we want, we want to listen to that little feeling in the pit of our stomach or in our heart that says, you'll feel so much better if you just pick up the phone and hear his voice. But, you know, the temporary fix, can lead to a permanent problem. Exactly. So what do you say to women that go, well, I don't want to play games? Oh, gosh. And I, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I, I know, hear it. I know. I, mean, I want to slap them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, you know, I tell them that you can't you can't look at it as a game. Um, you really have to look at it as a strategy. And and I, I say this in the book. You know, if you wanted to accomplish anything in life, you would need a logical strategy. If you wanted to buy a car, if you wanted to get another job, if you wanted to buy a house, you know, start a business, you would have to formulate a plan. So why is dating and finding a mate for life mm-hmm. any different than that? And so you can't, I mean, is it playing a game when you, when you try to go, um, you know, buy a car with a salesperson? I mean, there is some element of a dance and of, of a strategic orchestra- orchestrated um, strategy. But, yeah. I mean, you, that's just what you have to do in order to get what you want. And I think we're just kind of caught up in the whole um, romance of everything. Women want to be wined and dined and swept off their feet. And, you know, life is not a chick flick. So... You yeah. have to get over that. And the funny part is, if you do date this way, you actually will get the romance. Mm-hmm. The, guy will, the guy will chase you. The guy will want to bring you flowers and take you out and um, you know, whisper sweet nothings in your ear. This stuff will actually get you everything you want. So that's usually what I, what I explain to women. And sometimes they listen, and, of course, sometimes they don't. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of times they don't. So, um, and then also the part about L.A. women, it's so funny because I had thought the same thing. Because you'd said, you know, L.A. women, yeah, they're all beautiful, but they all look the same. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and you live in I, – I was, I was, of course, on your website, and I was surfing around. And, and uh, oh, I have so many questions I'd like to ask you oh, as okay. well. But, we'll, t- we'll talk. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking – I was thinking uh, – I was just – obviously, we were in L.A. for the BEA. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I'm out there, every there are just so many gorgeous women. It's not like um, some of the other cities in the world. Yeah. But – I do notice, and I've heard this from several men, you know, yeah, beautiful women are a dime a dozen out here, but, you know, where, you know, what about the substance? It's all about, you know, what does she have inside? And, um, you know, it's, they start to kind of look the same. Yeah. Um, so, I, I know. you know, I, I understand that. Right, I know, because that, that's what I was thinking to myself. It's like, you know, well, that's why I refuse. I mean, I am blonde. I can't help that. Well, I guess I could, but... Um, yeah, I know, but it is fun to be blonde. It is fun to be blonde, and, you know, but that's why I refuse to get implants, and I'm not going to blow up my lips, because then I'm going to look just like everybody else. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that's um, that's another sales strategy. Uh, you know, as a salesperson, you're always competing with a, another uh, company. You're always competing with another rival product. And the way that you always uh, beat the rival product is not by telling a customer that your product is necessarily better, because usually it's not. Mm-hmm. It's by spinning it as different. You point out the differences in your product, and the difference always makes it better. So I tell women, you know, don't go out and try to be the most beautiful woman, because no. you'll never be the most beautiful woman. There's always someone thinner and prettier and taller and whatever. Right. So the best thing to do is to try to make yourself look as different as everyone as possible. And it can be very subtle. It can be things like, you know, I went to my high school reunion, for instance, and everybody was going to go in a black dress. Everybody mm. was like, I'm wearing a dress, and of course it's going to be black because we've all gained the 10 pounds <laughs> after we left high school. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be different. I'm going to wear jeans, and I'm going to wear this gold sequency top, and I'm going to be sort of trendy casual. And I was the only one, and I can't tell you how much attention it brought to me. And... um you know, I, I tell people all the time, you got to go out and you have to make yourself look different. You know, judge mm-hmm. for yourself what the scenario is going to be, you know, what the party is going to be like or what the bar is going to be like or wherever you're going. Yeah. And try to make yourself look different with hats, 
scarves, hairdos, um, you know, dress up when everyone else is dressing down, whatever you can think of. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk about the prospecting and the icebreakers. Sure. Yes. I think that uh, you've read the rules. Of course. (laughs) Who hasn't? (laughs) The the, the other Bible. Um, The old Bible. The the, the, the old Bible, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that the rules really sort of ruined women for the last 15 years. Because, you know, the first chapter is don't look at a man, don't make eye contact, never speak to him first. Right. So I'm like, how are you supposed to meet anyone? You know, putting that in, sorry, were you going to ask something? No, 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 I'm just, I agree with you, that's why I'm laughing. Yeah, and and I'm thinking, you know, as a salesperson, if I have the mentality of, don't look at a customer in the eye. Don't say anything first. I, you know, I sit on your couch and wait for them to call you. I would be out of a job within a week. Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with um, talking to a man first. Well, I should back up. But let's talk about prospecting. What is it? Yeah. Prospecting is what salespeople do every day, which is get up off the couch, get in their car, and go see the, the, the customers mm-hmm. and find new business. I used to be a medical equipment sales rep. And so I would have to go into hospitals every week and knock on the doctor's doors and say hello and give them my card and introduce myself. And and some of them would say, nice to meet you. I don't need anything. And some of them would say, oh, I was just thinking about buying this. Mm. You know, what do you have? So that's what prospecting is. It's actually going out there looking for the business. And I think women have this mentality of it's going to happen when it happens. If I just don't think about it. It's going to happen. Everyone says it's going to happen when I least expect it. Mm. Well, I don't, I don't believe any of that at all. Um, I think that you have to go out there and, and actually make things happen for yourself. I think you have to go prospecting to um, different social events. I think you need to put yourself out there on the Internet. Um, any way you can think of to put yourself in a situation to meet men is prospecting, and it's necessary. It's just not going to fall in your lap. Yes, there are the rare occasions. Or, you know, people do get married by, oh, we coincidentally ran into each other. Right, but right. you know what? That doesn't happen to everybody. There are yeah. a lot of women now that are older, still single, and the reason is because they're holding on to that mantra of waiting for it to happen to them. Right. So you mentioned this S-E-E, the C. What it, explain the C factor. The C factor, yes. The C factor, um, well, the, what, I used to teach sales to very entry-level salespeople, mm-hmm. and they had never had any experience before, and a lot of them were kind of nervous when they first walked into a, a business to talk to a customer that wasn't expecting them, mm-hmm. kind of the cold-calling approach. Mm-hmm. So I said, listen, just keep in mind the C factor, which the C factor stands for smile, eye contact, energy. So when you walk into a business and you meet someone you've never met before, you would smile at them. You'd obviously maintain good eye contact to convey confidence, and you'd exude a good energy. Mm-hmm. So that translates uh, with prospecting for guys as well. Um, you don't want to not look him in the eye, and you definitely don't want to not smile at him. Right. You want to go out, and if you see someone at the bar and he's walking by you, or if you're out at a party and someone walks by you, you want to use the C, smile at him, mm-hmm. hold your eye contact, and exude a very good, positive energy because there are a lot of women that are sort of, um, and I have a couple of friends like this, uh-huh. they kind of have a jaded attitude about yeah. men and dating. And, oh, it, it, you can smell it from a mile away. Right. So you've got to have that good energy. That's a very important part of the C factor. You know, I actually... And, <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say, I actually did this recently. 
Um, okay. <laughs> I was I was at the gym, my second home, and um, I saw my trainer, and I was happy to see him. So I was walking towards him, and I had a big smile on my face, good positive energy towards my trainer. And then just a few feet away from him was this cute guy working out. So I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. a cute guy. So I lo- I happened to look at the guy, but I still had this big smile on my face from um, smiling at my trainer. So it looked like I was smiling at him. Yeah. And so he just looked at me like, wow, she's smiling at me. And, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I actually maintained eye contact, contact. I was like, wow, this guy's hot. And, Good. Uh, and then the next time he saw me at the gym, he stopped me and he talked to me. Really, that is excellent. Yeah, it, that's the way it happens all the time. I, and it's so funny because it's, it's nerve-wracking. And for whatever reason, to smile at someone and look them in the eye makes people nervous. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of sad because what is wrong with smiling and looking at someone in the eye? Um, but I was, at the, I was actually out um, you know, at a barbecue, I think it was that last weekend, and I was mm-hmm. with a friend, and I said, all right, time to practice your seat factor. And she goes, okay, okay. And she looks around and goes, look at that guy over there. And she goes, okay. And then she suddenly freaked out, turned to me, and said, I can't do it. I'm scared. <laughs> and I was like, what are you scared of? She was like, I don't know. It just, I've never done this before. And I was like, well, maybe that's why yeah. you're still not married. <laughs> I was like, you're 42. You've never had a prospect. And it's because you sit on the bar and you don't look at anyone and yeah. you close yourself off. Let's do something different. You know, this is what you got to do. And she finally did it. And of course, it worked. The guy mm, came right over. Right. So I know. It's I'm, so I'm really happy to hear that you did that too because it, it does work. It works like a charm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's move on to fill the funnel. Ah, yes, which is, which is one of my favorite practices. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, filling the funnel, you know, all salespeople know that when you find a sale, uh, you don't want to stop and work on it until you close it. You want to keep going and find lots of sales mm-hmm. because it's, it's a law of average. If some, some of them will work out and you'll win and some of them will ultimately, uh, you know, be lost to other, uh, vendors. Mm-hmm. So when, when you're dating somebody or when you're trying to you know, find the one, right. it doesn't make any sense to meet a guy and cut off all your other options from, from the get-go. To, to go out with a guy on a first date and go, I'm not going to go out with anybody else. This guy seems okay. Let me see where this goes. Right. Um, mm-hmm. it, it just, it doesn't make, it's not good sense. Because you, you don't know where it's going to go. I mean, you might never hear from him again, mm-hmm. uh, you know, after the next date. You might uh, go out with him for a month and realize it's not, he's not for you. So it makes more sense to fill your funnel. Uh, put a lot of guys in your funnel and date, you know, how many, it doesn't matter how many, but right. at least more than one yeah, uh, at a time so that a lot of things happen. You don't rely on one guy. Mm-hmm. You're not stressing about one guy. Um, you're meeting people and going through guys faster because, I mean, there is a limited amount of time, and we're only alive for a certain amount of years. And if, right. if you do want to have a family and meet somebody, well, you know, you could date one at a time. But, you know, if I dated one at a time, it would take me years to find the right person. Maybe 60. Uh, so you really, need to, you really need to fill the funnel with lots of guys so that you can just date around, see what you like, see what you don't, and, and move quickly to, finding, to getting closer to the one you want. Yeah, and that way you get less emotionally involved because if you know if you have other guys in the background, you're not too concerned about any one guy. Exactly, because you can really, I, I know how women are, they can freak out over the littlest things. Mm-hmm. And if you, have, if you have a couple other guys that you're talking to, those little things like, oh, he didn't call back right away, or he said this, and I'm not really sure, you're not obsessing about them because you're, as soon as the date's over, you're out with someone else and you're thinking about it, someone else. 
So you're not uh, sitting at home obsessing about, you know, your last date. Right. And then that way, if you're busy with the other guy, then you don't have to uh, respond to a text right away because you can't because you're busy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's like filling the funnel. It just works for so many reasons. Oh, it's, yeah. one of, it's the greatest of sales practices. Everybody, I'm convinced every woman should do it. And most men already do oh, yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, they know what they're doing. Okay. So yeah. let's move on to something really important. That's the buying signals. Oh, yeah, the buying signs. Well, as we all know, when you, uh, when you want to buy as a consumer, um, you know, in the book I talk about being at the mall, and if you liked a, a certain dress, you would stop and you would look at it. Well, you know, you have to recognize certain buying signs with, with guys, too. If a guy notices you, looks at you, that's a buying sign. He's mm-hmm. checking you out. Yeah. It's like you're checking out the dress at the mall. And, you know, there's, there's various indicators throughout the dating process that will tell you if he's really into you. And I think the problem most women have is they kind of don't want to see them or they see them and they make up in their head, you know, why, why he's doing a certain thing. But, you know, the buying signs are very clear. Mm-hmm. If, he calls, if he calls you a lot, if he's asking you out a lot, he, he really likes you. He's into you. If he's sporadically calling you, he falls off the earth every other weekend He's moderately interested in you. Right. And if he only calls you when he's drunk at 3 in the morning, well, you know, we, we, I don't even need to say what that means. Right, right. And, yeah, so, you, you, so the steps are then, like, you catch his eye, he asks questions. This is when you're first meeting. And then you said there's a change in his attitude and body language. So what would it be from what to what? Yeah, you know, if you meet somebody um, initially and you're looking for buying signs, um, you know, like I said, they'll stop. They'll also start asking you questions about yourself. And, you know, changes in body language could be, um, you know, really anything. You know, um, I remember I was uh, talking to a guy, um, at, you know, with some girlfriends, and as soon as he found out that, uh, you know, he got, I guess he got the impression that I was smart and that I wasn't just a, you know, dumb blonde, you know, his, uh, his body language totally changed. He kind of sort of turned more towards me. His, he threw his shoulders back. He stood up straighter. Um, he was looking me in the eye uh, more. You know, mm-hmm. he was focusing more of his attention on me. So that was a, a change in body language. So I knew that, uh, I, knew that he was, I was piquing his interest. Right. And then the fourth one is if they reference seeing you again. Yeah, and referencing you again. A lot of times, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. If you just met someone and you're out, a lot of times it is kind of uncomfortable to say, okay, I know I just met you um, five minutes ago, but I'd like to see you again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times they can drop little indicators of, you know, oh, well, you know, I heard that, you know, where do you frequent um, on the weekends? Do you like this restaurant? You know, uh, I go there sometimes. Maybe I'll see you there. Or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you jog on this path? I do that too. You know, maybe we'll bump into each other. We should go sometime. You know, referencing, you know, it's not a, it's not a hard close. It's yeah, not, let yeah. me get your phone number and take you out. But right, right. sometimes that's, scary because you can put yourself out for rejection. So just referencing any kind of reference at all to seeing you again would be a sign of, of interest. Ah, okay. See, because I, I was, okay, let me give you this example because I thought I'd blown it. Um, cause I, saw, <laughs> I, I saw all the... Blind, no, not you. Me? Can you believe me blowing it? No. Um, no, because uh, there was this... Um, guy at the gym and he was always looking at me and even well my trainer noticed this guy was always looking at me so I'm like all right mm-hmm. he's interested <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so uh, I went up to him and I had walked towards him with a big smile on my face and he was looking at me wondering oh she's walking towards me with a big smile on her face and um, uh-huh. anyway I start talking to him and then he goes well what are you doing tonight see so that's referencing for the future oh 
Yeah. And uh, and I go, well, you know, you know I'm doing this. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, we chatted a little. And then he wasn't really asking me, you know, directly about going out. So I said, okay, goodbye. And I start walking away. And then he goes, uh, what time are you leaving the gym? And I said, 3 o'clock. He goes, okay, I'll come find you before I leave. And I said, okay. No, and then I said, find me for what? And he said, you'll see. Okay. <laughs> and I said, ooh. And that, you know, that was it. But then he never came to find me. Well, um, yeah, but I mean, it definitely, I, I don't think that you should focus on the fact that he never came to, I mean, well, how long ago was this? Did this just happen? Well, no, yeah, it ha- happened, but now, you know, he's showing the bind signals again, so everything's cool, but I was just, I, w- I just wondered if I did something wrong during that interaction. No, but I think that they, I think that we have to remember that asking a woman out is terrifying. Mm. Um Because we could say no, and no is like the worst word in the English language, so... A lot of times a man will want to and he's, and he's sort of putting, you know, his feelers out there to see if you're going to bite. Mm. And, and a lot of times they lose, they get halfway in and they lose their nerve and right. they go, oh, you know, I can't do it. Or, oh, she didn't seem too happy or, you know, they'll talk themselves out of it. Right. So a lot of times they just get a little freaked out. So I think it's just, it, it's just we have to keep in mind that they would rather honestly address Congress then come up to a woman and ask her out because it really is scary to be rejected by a, a pretty girl so or any girl for that matter. So you just have to keep that in mind. If he doesn't ask you out but he's giving you the signs, he will eventually ask you out. Yeah, it's driving me nuts because now every time he sees me, he finally found out what my name was. Every time he sees me, he starts, he's saying my name, Lucia, Lucia, Lucia. I'm like, do you like my name or something? But he still <laughs> won't ask me. It's like high school. I feel like I'm in high school, but he still won't ask me out. Well, how long have you, um, how many times have you seen him now? Has it been like a month? Has this been oh, like going on for like, six months? No, maybe like a month and a half. That this, a month and a half. This back and forth has been going on with us staring at each other. And mm. Well, you know, there, there's also the, the um, I mean, you have to read these buying signs too. Yeah. It sounds like he's interested, yeah. but it sounds like there is something inhibiting him from really just taking the plunge. And a lot of times... You know, you don't know what's going on in his head. You, he could be going through a divorce. He could have a girlfriend that he's not, it's not working out with. He could, you know, right, you, right, you right. never know. Yeah, there could exactly. be tons of things going on. I feel like we're doing therapy on the air here, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Since I had you on, I figured I'd ask you about the buying signs. Um, yeah, yeah. It's hard because it can be very confusing. It's like that's where the whole mixed messages thing came from. Uh, why is he doing this, but then he does that? Right. Well, you know, it's... <laughs> You know, you just have to read the signs. They're very clear to me. What this guy is saying is, yeah, yeah you're 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 hot, Lucia. I I really dig you. I like seeing you at the gym. Like I I get happy when I see you. But, but. and we don't know what that but is. But something, <laughs> right? You know, there's something there. We don't know. And it's ninety nine percent of the time it has nothing to do with you. Right. It's not me. It's, it's not. Me. But you know, <laughs> your legs are too long, or but you know, you chew your gum like a cow. You know, it's usually but you know, my wife is still living with me. My <laughs> girlfriend won't move out. Right, right. Um, you know, I've I've got three kids, and um, I'm tr- I'm just trying to juggle. You know, whatever, and I'm just trying to figure things out. So yeah, exactly. You know, you n- you never know what it is. Yeah, like you said towards the end of the book about it's a game of chess, and you make your move, and then you have to wait for them to make their move. Exactly. And it's it can be it can be hard to to play the waiting game because you're like all right already I'm ready I'm ready for you to ask me out yes but sometimes they're just not there yet and you just have to wait and it's agonizing at times but it's the best strategy to have exactly okay so let's move on to kiss 
to kiss the kiss principle. Yes. Yeah. I you know, it's it's funny because to me, I wouldn't think this is something that women really needed to know, but over and over again, I run into this with women because, Mm -hmm. you know, I do coaching, um, you know, personal date coaching, Mm -hmm. and I will always go out with women uh, and have coffee with them and meet them initially because I want to see what they're like on a first date, Mm -hmm. and so I kind of put myself in the men's situation, and it's funny because they will sit down and they will just la 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 rattle whatever <laughs> is going on in their head right out, you know, all over the, you know, coffee table. And, uh, and you know, I get overwhelmed. And, I mean, I'm there to help them date. So I can only imagine what happens when they go out with these guys. And, you know, women, are, we, we like to talk. I mean, that's, that's no surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, we have to learn to uh, control what I call the verbal vomit. And whatever's in our head comes out of our mouth. So one of the key principles for selling is to remember that you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, listening is, listening is far more important than talking. And when you do talk, to kiss it, which is keep it short and simple. Right. So you don't want to go on and on and on about, you know, what you had for lunch and what you bought at the mall and, <laughs> you know, how great the weather is. You know, you want to you make your point and, you know, it's fine to talk about a variety of topics, but, you know, you definitely have to remember that um, he's got to talk too. And as a salesperson, we know that the best sales, and a lot of people think, oh, you're a good salesperson because you're a great talker. And I always answer, no, I'm a great salesperson because I'm a good listener. And it's the same thing with dating. You can be a great talker, but really the good daters, the girls that get all the guys mm-hmm. are the girls that are really good listeners, and they keep it short and simple when they are talking. And it controls the verbal vomit. <laughs> yeah, because so few people really listen that when they do meet someone that actually listens, they're like, wow, she's actually listening to me. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I mean, we know how, how great is it when a man sits down and actually you feel like you're being heard. Um, it's worth its weight in gold. I love sitting down with guys and actually feeling like they're interested in me. Mm-hmm. So guys are no different. They want a woman that actually they, they sense is very interested in them as well. So um, listening is a, is a fine art. You know, I, it's funny to think of listening being um, a big deal because everybody's got ears and we hear things, but actually learning to listen can be a process for some. Um, Yeah, I heard listening described as, um, oh no, I forgot what it's described as, the gold, something about golden, I can't remember now. (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 wait, I I remembered, (laughs) sorry, it's not golden, it's white magic, listening is white magic. White magic, yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I actually think I've heard that too. Yeah, it is. And it's it's funny how many people don't really know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, silence is golden, listening is white magic. Okay, we got it straight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> got my colors mixed up. Okay, then you went on to talk about something which I uh, find interesting but hard to do, of course, as I'm sure all women, and that is to end at the height of impulse. Ah, uh, yeah. This is This might be the most difficult thing for women to do. I, and no matter how much I explain to them how important it is, sometimes they just, they, they cannot do it. And ending at the height of impulse really means that, uh, you know, when the date is at its most exciting, mm. when everybody is having the best time, <laughs> that's when you go home, oh which God. is unfortunate. Oh. <laughs> but, it's, but it's imperative to yeah. leave at the height of impulse. And it's just like when I'm, you know, on a sales call. You know, when I, when I see that the customer, when their buying signs are going crazy and they're like, yes, yes, I want to buy this, 
that's when you that's when you stop what you're doing and you close the deal. That's not when you keep talking and hanging out. You know, people have heard of talking past the sale, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing you can do on a date. You can date past the fun. You know, date past the excitement. So you want to close and end your date at the height of impulse when he is really, really interested in you and he's having the most fun. You want to get out of there. Oh you don't God. want to go back to his house, have a few more drinks. Spend the night, get up the next day, go for breakfast, and <laughs> blah, then blah, go, blah. Jesus, when is this girl going home? Yeah, get a life. Um, so exactly. you, <laughs> you say that when you go out, you only spend a few hours with the guy? Yeah, I, it takes me a very long time to build up to seeing a guy for more than just a few hours because I really want him to, um, to want to see me again. And he can't do that if he has me all the time. So... I, you know, I make a, I make a uh, promise to myself before mm-hmm. I even leave the house. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm only going to go out till about 11. I'm going to come home at 11 mm-hmm. no matter what. And I have left people because they're like, no, I'm not taking you home. I'm not taking you home, <laughs> Jess. I'm keeping you out. I'm fine. That's what taxis are for. And I've taken myself out of the bar or out of the, you know, restaurant or out of the, you know, wherever we are. Right. And I've gotten in a cab and gone home. And, you know, girls often say to me, oh, my God. Aren't these guys pissed? Aren't they upset? Don't they think you don't like them? And I'm always like, no. They like it, actually. They really like that I've left. And it keeps them coming back for more. And, you know, it's just like, it's like anything else. I mean, the, the best analogy is watching TV, you know, soap operas. Mm-hmm. They always end the soap opera at right when you're supposed to learn, like, who slept with whose boyfriend <laughs> or who killed whose brother. Right. I mean, it's like you're, they always leave it on a cliffhanger, yes. and, and that's what you want to do. You want to leave right at the most interesting part. Oh, my God. So things are just getting heated and things are going great, and you're like, oh, got to go. Yep, you got to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and it's uh, hard because, of course, you're uh, having a good time, too. Yeah. So if, if he's having a good time, you're probably having a good time, and you know, nobody wants to break up a good time, but if you're in it for the long haul, in it, it goes back it. to having the strategy and sticking to the strategy. Yeah, I guess the motto should be in it to win it. You're in it to win it, exactly. <laughs> no matter what. You have to be in it to win it. Yeah, that, yeah. So that's where the emotional control comes in, where you go, no matter what I feel, no matter what my emotional brain says, I'm leaving. Yeah, exactly. And I know that it's difficult because the, your your brain and your heart sort of have this power struggle, you know, I know I should do this, but I really feel like doing that. And, uh, you know, whenever you get in that situation, just fall back on your brain. That's what I, that's what I tell everybody. You know, if you're feeling one way, but your head is pulling you another Mm -hmm. way, go with your head. Your head will will always lead you in the right direction. Your heart, eh, Mm. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can lead with your heart once you know the guy's in love with you and will do anything for you. Exactly. And people ask me that all the time. When do I stop having to strategize? It's exhausting. I'm like, well, you know, it's not that exhausting. Once you start actually doing it, it will become very natural and you won't even think about it anymore. But in the meantime, when you're just dating and you're getting to know someone, it's very important. Once you feel like the guy is on the same page as you and you get all the signs that you need that he is committed and he's in love and he's not going anywhere and you can you can just let yourself go, then, yeah, you can, you can let up on, on, you know, always using your head. You can follow your heart. But that takes time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think women want that to happen within, you know, 14 days. You know, it's like, yeah. it's not going to happen that quickly. It yeah. does take time. So, and, and I can't really even say how much time, because a lot of women are like, well, how long? Six months? Twelve months? Like, it, it 
different from guy to guy, but I can tell you that it's probably not going to happen as soon as you want it to. But you just have to you just have to gauge it for yourself and watch the signs, and you'll know you'll know when you can start. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, you know, thinking with your with your heart and letting him, you know, opening up and letting him in and and vice versa. But it's just not going to happen on the first few dates. It's not going to happen in the first thirty days, most likely. Yeah, exactly. Like they say, well, how do I know when someone loves me? It's like if he loves you, you'll know. <laughs> you do. You just know. Yeah. You, and you know, I have a girlfriend that this weekend has been freaking out about. Um, the guy that she's been dating, uh-huh. he didn't call her back uh-huh. uh, in time one night. She said, oh, he never called. He never not calls me back. He always calls right on time. And she started freaking out. And I said, look, you don't know where he is in this relationship. And that is the problem. You know, you are insecure about it. And she was thinking about, you know, kind of moving a step further um, with him intimately. And mm-hmm. I said, obviously, you can't do that. You can't do that because you're you don't even you you don't hear from him for 20 minutes. You know you call him, he doesn't call you back, and you're already freaking out about yeah. it. So what does that tell you? you? He's not there yet. You're not there yet with him either. So you really have to gauge it for yourself and and act accordingly. Yeah, which brings us to our next point, and that is indifference. Indifference, which is hard too, <laughs> but you know I think. And it's funny because of the girl that I was just speaking of, uh-huh. um, when, when the guy didn't call her back, she yeah. wanted to text him and say, Ugh. generally, she wanted to text him and say, generally, it's a good idea to answer your phone when the girl you're dating calls. And I said, <laughs> oh, my goodness, oh. let me tell you what a difference is. <laughs> because the opposite of love is not hate. It's the minute you tell him you're angry yeah. and you're upset with him, you're telling him that you love him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And she didn't get, obviously a lot of women don't get that. She's like, no, I want him to think I'm mad. And I'm like, but, but mad is, is still caring. It's still, you're yeah. upset with him because you like him. What you want to do is be indifferent about it. You want him to worry that maybe you don't like him in the beginning. You want him to vie for your attention. You want him to, to, to try and, and capture your heart. You don't want him to think he already has it. So... You know, as much as she wanted to text this guy and say, you know, you should enter your phone, I'm so angry with you, the best thing to do in that situation is to be indifferent, to be cool and calm and collected and to act like, okay, it's no big deal. You'll call me back when you want to call me back. It's, I'm, I'm fine with that. And if you're, again, back to filling your funnel, if mm-hmm. you're filling your funnel, you right. really will feel that way. Yeah, I mean, that would be like um, texting a customer and saying, well, you might want to answer your phone when I call. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and if I did that with a customer, the customer would say, wow, uh, this girl really needs me. Like, she's flipping out. Yeah. I'm not answering the phone, and, and she's, like, having a heart attack. Isn't there, aren't there other customers that want her product? Or doesn't she have other deals to worry about? And the guy will say the same thing. What is she doing? You know, I, I don't call her back, and she's already losing her, her head over it. So you have to maintain that, that indifference because a lot of times, um, you know, you don't think you're saying certain things. Mm-hmm. You're not communicating certain messages, but you are. Yeah, I knew. I have to tell you, the, guy, the two guys that I was indifferent with because I didn't really, you know, I wasn't into them that much, uh, or, or or they were into me more than I was into them. One guy, he wanted to marry me, mm-hmm. and one guy, he it's another guy, he he wants to marry me, and uh-huh. um, you know, he flew across the country just to see me once for five and a half hours. Yeah, and, and there look was, at that. And, and there was no sex involved. Trust me, and and yeah. he, he would do anything for me, and I'm like, eh. 
Yeah, exactly. And and we know this. Everybody knows that indifference works. Um, nobody. People usually call it reverse psychology when you act like you don't like someone that you do, or you act like you don't um, really care. Um, but you know, I had a guy tell me today, why is it just that you know the worse I treat a girl, or the the less I call her, or the less I tell her I like her, the more she likes me. But if I'm really nice to her and I I call her all the time and I send her flowers, she usually dumps me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's it's funny, and I don't suggest being hot or cold. I suggest being lukewarm. Lukewarm is where indifference is. It's I like you, yes, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to die if you don't call me. Right. You know that's that's indifference because everybody wants to feel like. I mean, sure. men do want to feel like you like them. You know, they when they want to feel like you're interested, but they don't want to feel like you're psychotically stalking their MySpace page and driving <laughs> by their house. So you have to play the indifference right in the middle where you like them, but, you know, you're going to be fine if it doesn't work out. That's where you have to be. Yeah, because as you say in the book, it's like, and I had this problem, like, you know, you start off strong, and then you lose your independence, and you become more desperate and needy, and then that's when it all goes to hell. <laughs> it is. It is. And, and there's always a direct correlation of when the guy pulls away you can all, I, I always ask women this, oh, he started pulling away, Jess. Like, was that when you started becoming more needy? And it's, it's always, the answer is always yes. Yeah, exactly. So he pulls away, you pull away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so moving on to holding back the bullets. Ah, yes, holding back the bullets. Well, you know, in sales, it, it, the sales cycle can take a very long time to sell a product um, into a hospital, for instance, takes me like, you know, minimum six months, maybe nine. And dating should probably take about the same time, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, sure. it, it definitely takes time to get to know people. And I am not up for, I met you 12 hours ago, let's go get hitched in Vegas. <laughs> I think that dating and sa- and selling both have a significant, there's a cycle, there's a process, and it takes a certain amount of time. So when you're selling a product, you don't want to go into a first meeting and tell your customer, all the good things about your product because you still have to go back and see him, you know, the next month and the next month and you want to keep some of those good, what we call bullets, Mm -hmm. those good points, the perks of your product, you want to hold some of them back so that every time you go and see them, there's something more that you can throw at them and get them and keep them interested. Mm -hmm. So on dates, when you go out on dates, you want to do the same thing and bullets for, for dating would be things like kissing and you know hugging and making out and of course the ultimate bullet which is sex so right if you go out with a guy and you sleep with him on the first date or the second date i mean you've thrown all your bullets out you have an empty gun left for their relationship mm-hmm. there is nothing more you can use to keep him interested so you know you have to divvy out your bullets accordingly you know i don't even kiss on the first date Good. i kiss maybe on the third date <laughs> And that, that way it really stretches them out. They're really going, oh, my gosh, I want this girl to kiss me. And then finally when I do, they're so happy. They're not even thinking about anything else. You know, and that way, you know, I don't throw out of my bullets. I keep them interested for a very long time. And I, I really I don't know why, but there are a lot of girls that they'll go out with a guy and they get comfortable very quickly mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. and they throw all their bullets out right away. Yeah, within three dates they're in bed. Yeah, and they're and they're always shocked. Oh my God! I waited two weeks to sleep with him. Why doesn't he call? Why is he falling off the earth? Well, uh, you know, guess what? Two weeks in a twenty-five year marriage is nothing. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> so, if you want to have a long relationship with a man, you can't you can't jump into bed with him. You have to hold back your bullets 
so that he can stay interested in you for a long enough time to get to know the real you and appreciate the real you. Because, you know, you have to also, holding back your bullets communicates respect, that you respect yourself enough to, uh, you know, not sleep with someone that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you don't respect yourself, then other men don't expect anyone else to respect you either. Yeah, and I liked your idea of not kissing on the first date because the first date, it's always like, oh, is he going to kiss me? How is he going to kiss me? Is he going to walk me to my car? What's going to happen? There's like that whole, even I get nervous at that point of the date. I get nervous for the guy. And so I guess if you decide, okay, I'm just not going to kiss, then you just kind of take over and say, okay, you know, can you walk me to my door? And I had a fun time. Yeah, exactly. I don't, you know, to be honest, I don't want to kiss on the first date. (laughs) I'm thinking, I don't know this person. Mm. I don't know where he's been. I don't know who he is. I don't, it's just, first dates are usually, they're slightly uncomfortable. If you have a fantastic first date, well, you know, great. But even then, I wouldn't suggest kissing someone because I I just feel like you want to build anticipation. And that's something else that that I also talk about in the book is, you know, think about, um, yourself, like, uh, you know, when I, when I was little and, and we had Christmas in my house and we had all these presents under the tree weeks before we could open them. And my mother always said, you can't open anything before Christmas. So we would sit there and look at these presents and we were agonizing over opening them. But, um, but when we did open them on Christmas day, it was just, it was pure bliss. Mm -hmm. And we laid under the tree for all weeks and we took the presents to bed and, you know, we just, we were having the greatest time. I don't remember anything I got, but I do remember that great feeling of anticipation. And you want to think of yourself like one of those presents. You want a guy to be just dying to open you up, you know, just dying to kiss you, dying to to sleep with you. Um, And you can't do that if you know, it'd just be like my mother saying uh, when I asked her, you know, can I open a present? I know it's December 1st. Okay, go ahead. And I opened it. Um, okay, yeah. that was fun. Right. And then the next day, can I open another one? Yeah, sure. Well, there wouldn't be any presents for Christmas. There would be no anticipation. There'd be no feeling of, you know, joy. So you can't, um, you got to think of yourself like one of those presents. You know, the longer he waits, mm-hmm. the more he's going to appreciate it, the more he's going to want it. Exactly. Okay, mm-hmm. on to F-O-L, fear of loss. Yeah, fear of loss. You're just getting the whole book here. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't even, I didn't even. I was like, are we done? I think we might have gone through the whole book. Yeah, fear Almost. of loss. That's a good one though, because <laughs> I have a lot of girls that are doing this now, where they're moving in with their boyfriends for a trial run, you know. And and you know, I'm actually not a, um, you know, a, I'm not a very religious person. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, you know, a lot of girls say like, I, I, I don't, I'm not really that religious, so I can move in with them. Well, I don't think it has anything to do with that. Yeah. No. I think that, you know, one of the reasons um, that people get married, really much the only reason they get married, is because they are, they want to, they want to know that, that you are not going anywhere. Right. You know, right. if I want to marry you because I love you and I don't want anyone else taking you. You know, I just want the world to know that we're together and that you're mine. And I want to feel that way. I want to feel like you are committed to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't. But if you are living with a man, sleeping with a man, mm-hmm. doing his laundry, picking up his dry cleaning, you know, making his dinners, bearing his children, you know, whatever, he doesn't need to feel that way on paper. He doesn't need to marry you because, really, you're already married, uh, except you don't get on his checking account. Right. And, you know, if anything happens, you know, he walks away scot-free and you're back, um, you know, where you started from. So... 
I think that um, one of the biggest mistakes is moving in with someone because mm-hmm. you are taking away that fear of loss, that fear of, you know, uh, you not being there. I mean, he's not going to worry, uh, you know, if you're coming home uh, or not or where you're going at the end of the night. He knows. You live there. You're coming right back there. So there's no incentive to marry you. It's like the whole why buy the cow if you have the milk for free analogy. So you have to keep that fear of loss by not... Um, you know, not moving in with him. And, and there's, right. you know, several different things you can do throughout the dating process. But the most important thing is not to move in. Yeah, and unfortunately, that seems to be the norm these days. Everyone says, oh, well, no, we'll just move in and see how it goes. Exactly. I mean, what is... It's not going to go anywhere. Is, yeah, I don't know where that came from. Let's see how it goes. I mean, that's, that seems like a lot of trouble for nothing to me, moving all your stuff in yeah. and giving it a trial run and... You know, usually what happens is girls end up nagging their boyfriends. Right. When are we getting married? When are we getting married? You know, but who wants to get married by nagging? You know, fine, I'll marry you. Well, that is a great proposal. Yeah, you know, I actually wrote an article where I um, I called how to make him commit when I put quotation marks around the make because obviously you can't really make someone commit. Mm-hmm. And I, this is exactly what I said um, about you know if they're not talking marriage after a certain point, then just go away. Yeah. Instead That's what just, you have to do. You have to do that. And I know that it's hard because some girls think, well, if I leave, what if he doesn't come after me? And I'm like, well, what does that tell you? Mm-hmm. you know, but, but a lot of times they don't want to know. They right. don't want to know that he's not really in love. They'd rather keep themselves in the dark. They'd rather keep lying to themselves than really actually know the truth. And, um, you know, that's... Uh, you know, that's that's a sign. That's a, that's a really bad sign if that's where you're at in your relationship. So, yeah. um, you know... And okay, so one final thing, uh-huh. <laughs> and that is the sense of urgency. Yeah, sense of urgency. But you know, this is probably one of the easiest things that you can do mm-hmm. when you're out, when you're dating. And and that is when a guy asks you out. Well, let me let me back up. You know, when I when I had my sales company, um, I had nobody working for me, and I had to hire all these employees. And I had to do it really quickly. Mm-hmm. And so when people, I put a little ad in the paper and I would have people call in and I would always answer the phone and say, hi, you know, this is the job. When can you come in? And they'd say, oh, let me see my schedule. Uh, maybe I can come in this day. And, you know, I'd have to schedule myself in. And a lot of times what would happen is those people wouldn't even show up. Mm. I would be like, wow, they picked the time and they didn't even come. Right. So I, I decided I was going to change that uh, method. And when they called, I would always say, um, all right, you want to come in for an interview? I've got two times. I've only got Thursday at 1 or Wednesday at 3. Which one will work? Right. And, you know, that, that, does, um, that does a very important thing. It, it creates that sense of urgency where the person thinks, oh, my God, you know, first of all, this must be a really tough job to get because there's only two time slots. So I've got to get in there um, and, you know, I've got to pick one of those times and I better show up because I'm, I might not be able to get back in. So... When a guy calls you, you want to create that sense of urgency about seeing you, too, because, uh, you know, I have girlfriends that will say to a guy, oh, you know, I can go out whenever. When are you available? Mm -hmm. And they kind of just jump to whenever he's available, and that sort of creates a pattern. He starts to realize he can see you whenever he wants. So he's never really urgent about calling or making plans with you because he knows he can just pick up the phone and, and, you know, schedule that appointment whenever. But if you give him two time slots, oh, I'm sorry, I've only got Saturday or Monday, you know, so you have to, which one is better for you? He will become more urgent about seeing you. He'll remember, God, last time I asked her out, she only took me on a Sunday night. I better call her way ahead of time and ask her out. So you want to create that sense of urgency so that you get, honestly, the, the respect that you want. 
Exactly. So, unfortunately, we've come to the end of the show. All right. And it's been it's been great. wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. I'm going to add you on MySpace. And, oh, uh, I already added you. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Okay, <laughs> when, we got to we got to keep in touch because we're definitely on the same page here on uh, the dating. Oh, scene. yeah. Uh, so your website. Yes. So your website is jessmccann.com, J E S S M C C A N N, and we're going to put a link, obviously, to that from the our website. And your book is out in September. Yes, you lost him at hello. I'm so glad you like that title. <laughs> oh, yes, perfect. I, it was worth waiting two years for to get the right title. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well, good luck with the book. I hope it becomes a number one bestseller. Me too. Thanks so okay, much. Okay, take care. We'll definitely keep in touch. Okay, thanks. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I guess that is the end of another show. I guess I need to close the show. <laughs> I forgot. I'm on the radio here. Hello. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember, love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio.